Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, December 17th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week to bring a spiritual lift to your day. Today, we're going to read the passage from Luke again for the third week of Advent. But before that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. God, in this dark time of the year, may your light shine ever brighter. In this time of the year when leaves fall and the trees are barren, May we look to you knowing that you bring life, that you bring spring, that you bring redemption and resurrection. God, when there is despair, may we look to you and hope. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen now to the third chapter from Luke's gospel, verses 7 through 18. John the Baptist said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, teacher, what should we do? John said to them, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what should we do? John said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is your favorite Christmas carol? So my favorite Christmas carol is like the only one that you cannot sing unless you're a true soprano, which Mm -hmm. means I can't even sing it, but that's Oh Holy Night. So you like listening to it? Is that? (laughs) Oh, oh, I do sing to it. It just doesn't go well. So it's like either in the privacy of my car or at home, if the girls aren't around to make fun of me, I will belt it out and it's always bad. What about you? What is your favorite Christmas carol? Well, my favorite Advent hymn, which I'll start with, is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. But my favorite Christmas carol is Joy to the World. Mm, Very Um, nice. And 
I, to the listener, I'm distinguishing those two because we did a whole recording and the microphone broke and Tara very aptly pointed out when I said, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, that that is Advent, (laughs) not Christmas Carol. (laughs) So there you go. There's your church season lesson for the day. Apparently, I'm becoming like an old crotchety pastor. Don't put anything on my communion table. And that's an Advent hymn. That ain't no Carol. So good on me. It is an important distinction. I will. I do think it's important. Uh. But to our scripture... John makes clear to point out that he is pointing the way to the one who is the Messiah. What do John's comments teach us about the Messiah that is to come? So I think, first of all, John's call for people to repent um, lets us know that the one who is coming is holy. Hmm. If you truly believe you're going to stand in the presence of Almighty God in the person of Jesus Christ, that requires a real turning from the way you've lived your life before. And I say you, meaning myself included. Mm -hmm. I think the other things it tells us, one is that there will still be a baptism. But for me, when I read about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, it is the idea that, you know, even my best efforts at repentance fail. But I think in the baptism where the Holy Spirit is with us, it allows us to do more than we could have done on our own. And so for me, it is, there will be a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, which is that symbol for the Holy Spirit. And that means that with God's help, we will be able to grow a little closer into who we are supposed to be. Hmm. And then the last thing is what we talked about on Monday, right? Which is that um, John feels very clearly that um, that there will be a judgment on who people are and that there will be some sort of pain in that judgment. Um, and so he is telling people um, that they need to figure out who they are and how to live in order so that when Christ comes again, you will be found in right relationship um, at that time. What do you think about this passage, what John tells us? Yeah, I think everything that you said is exactly right. And but I want I do want to focus on the um the Abraham as our ancestors. Is he saying, you know, Jesus is coming and we have the beginning of this is for the whole world. This is an opening up of the redemption mm-hmm. of the whole world. So don't just lie on the fact that you're part of um you know, this, we have to remember that this was incredibly important for people at the time, that they were part of this family, part of this culture. And he says, don't just rely on that because God can make followers come from the stones. Even if you aren't from the tree, the mighty oak, the mighty tree of Israel, God can raise up followers wherever there is a willing person. Um, and so there is, I think we've we've really hammered this home for our listeners and for ourselves that God is calling us to transformation, uh, to not stay uh, exactly as we have always been or who we are, but to uh, repent, to be purified, uh, which I guess this, the original question is, what does this say about Jesus? And so I guess back to that is that this is a call for the whole world, um, yeah. that there is, there's a call specifically to those who are, you know, let's call them insiders within the church that 
there's there's almost a a deeper call that you cannot just that you know the good news that you have been aware of it uh, and so you have this responsibility to be transformed and then there's this bigger message that Jesus isn't just for Tara or just for Brett or just what? for First Presbyterian. I know. Uh, but Jesus Christ is good news for the entire world. Yeah. You know, that part about where John says, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Those are the folks who are coming just because something is happening. They think because they are already a part of the Jewish community, they don't have to do anything else. And I find it so interesting that John does not say to them, you don't get to be a part of this. Instead, what he says is, look, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Mm -hmm. No longer is it the checklist, which that is a very um, like dumbing down of what the law is. I, I totally get that. But no longer is it, you know, what group or what tribe you are part of or all the laws that you have followed. It's that you should be bringing more life and more fruit into the world. And so even if you show up just because you don't want anything bad to happen, that's okay. But just get to work bearing that fruit. And, and you know, this, because as humans, this is what we do, right? We, we group together and we rest on those laurels. Even within the church, you kind of find like, oh, you know, these people think similarly to me politically so i'll kind of stay with this group and this this group thinks similar theologically so i'll stay with this group and and john is saying like don't just rely on sticking with those groups uh but within the church as the whole within those groups uh bear fruit that is for the whole of the world uh that isn't just for you and those four people that think exactly the same as you, uh, but bear fruit that is worthy of redemption, that is worthy of repentance. You know, I um, I believe that all the diversity in the world, and there's so much diversity, is, is God's creation, right? And so we have to remember that the fruits remain the same, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, Um but people from all different walks of life, political affiliations, um, different religions, even like they can still bear that fruit. And that's what matters. That's the evidence of Christ in the world. Well, with that, we'll end with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who has said, all I have seen teaches me to trust the creator for all I have not seen. Thank you all for being with us. We will be back again on Monday. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. And if you are looking for a place to worship this weekend, you can check out First Presbyterian Church in person at 8.30 and 11 o'clock, or you can join us online for our 11 o'clock service, which we stream on Facebook, YouTube, and our website at fpchsv.org. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.